on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Transplant, Canada's most watched TV series on CTV. Yeah, that was, I think it's on NBC in the US. It was actually just picked up by NBC, I think because of the coronavirus. Picked up for another season or like... No, I think they have an agreement where they're going to air it on NBC, even though it's a Canadian television yeah, TV they, show. They were like, uh, they had some advertisement for other NBC shows on there, so. Oh, okay. So what episode did you actually watch? Episode 13. You watched episode 13, so that, isn't that the finale? Well, I thought it was, but from what they kind of showed, it didn't seem like an finale type of thing. So you're saying you didn't get a lot of closure? Uh, yeah, not to a lot of the characters, at least. I mean, they expanded upon them, but it wasn't, like, really conclusional. Okay, so... I will start off by telling you a little bit about what I know about the background of the show. It was created by a guy named Joseph Kay, who worked on a show called This Life, which was a family drama that got canceled after like two seasons. And then as soon as it was canceled, he started like developing this idea in his head about a show <clears throat> with medical professionals that come from foreign countries who are usually, uh, they can't qualify to become doctors here even though they are completely skilled and i remember seeing like episodes of er where they've done that a little bit yeah this reminded me a lot of er okay the tv show i was going to ask because there are a ton of medical shows but house er good doctor uh gray's anatomy welcome i mean this is better than some and definitely not as good as others mm -hmm. like if you are a fan of code black which i think was on a couple years ago and like chicago pd this is probably going to be right up your alley but in terms of stuff like house and what i've seen of er it's it's nowhere near as good as that so i heard that it was a little like house and good doctor is because the main character this guy named dr bashir bosh hamash mm -hmm. like his name in the show is just bosh that's yeah that's name. yeah that's why we're done yeah um that's, he's played by Ham, Hamza Haq, uh, a refugee in the Syrian civil war who comes to Toronto, basically trying to rebuild his life. And that you watched the finale, so I, I assume they got some reveal about his background, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah because for the way that this J Joseph K. kind of hinted in the interview I read uh, was that he was going to slowly drop little tidbits about the guy's history and why he ended up having to go to Toronto throughout the entire season. And then in the last episode, they would kind of give more. Yeah, you, yeah, you kind of figured out. So, so right way. now, if you really want to check out this season, I would stop the podcast and go check yeah, it out. Because be this, spoiler is, this, is, this is the finale we're talking about here. And uh, as a whole, what did you think of, you said it wasn't very conclusive, but did you think that at least he got his due? I mean, if they were dropping hints throughout the whole entire season as to why he moved to Toronto, then yeah, I mean, they give you, you know, the answers and they seem reasonable enough. They were just oddly placed um, in the yeah. story. Okay. Um, well, I think the guy's idea kind of transformed into one where he was trying to make it half a show, a medical drama, half a show about the family life of a, of a Syrian refugee in today's world. Yeah. So there is a little PC element, a, li a little bit about the race, racial issues that go on behind that, um, where some people uh, were really liking the series as a whole. Others wanted them to concentrate a little bit more on the medicine part of it because they found that more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. You would agree with that? 
Um, they had three directors for the entire, or four directors for the entire season. Uh, do you know if that's normal? Because they, they each director did like three episodes in a row. I mean, I think it depends on the show. Like if it's a miniseries, like for something like Succession, I remember every single like episode was directed by someone different. Yeah, because that's like an HBO show. But these people, I think, were like it's it's more of a um, uh, it's supposed to appeal to a wider range of people, I guess. Again, it's on Canada's like main network, as opposed yeah, to CTV. a special. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that they did which I know they did with Scrubs, too, is they had medical consultants on set. Yeah, it makes sense. They literally, this whole entire show was just filled with, like, a ton of people just saying medical terms, and I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to trust that what they're saying is correct. Yeah, apparently when he started writing it, uh, Joseph K., he only knew one, or he used one guy primarily who was, like, a trauma team doctor, and he would look over every script for him, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, if you just have a friend who is willing this, to do that. This seemed a lot like a show that Dr. Mike would have, uh, or probably will, like, review. Dr. Mike, the YouTuber, the one who's... Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, Dr. Mike. <laughs> yeah, um, and then also, did you find any uh, mystery in the past that was... Because they really pushed well, that. I mean... The, <laughs> like, there was well, some the, critical thing. Well, the thing is, is that, like, I mean, you know... It was about 13 minutes through when this other character, who I assume is a main, Mr. Bishop, kind of just falls down, and it's, like, a big deal, because, like, you know, he had, like, this huge kind of heart condition, so he goes back... Okay, back Jed the Bishop, right? Yeah, well, I guess not with Mr. Bishop, I don't think they says. Okay, that guy's from Spartacus. He played uh, Batiatus. He looked a lot, and I even wrote He looks like Peter Capaldi, right? No, I was going to say oh. he looked a lot like... That's going to be the kid from the end of the effing world... 50 years in the future, he had the same exact face as him, it was just older. Oh, oh yeah, I can I can so, sort of see that. I always thought, like, confused the two of them before Peter Capaldi became a doctor, became a doctor, no, uh, Doctor Who. Um, but that guy was the head of the ER. From, yeah. And he was also supposed to be, like, this gruff, but overall nice guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and even before he kind of falls down and goes in cardiac arrest, he, like, you kind of see that he's really nice and stuff like that. And it was odd because what ends up happening is right after he falls down, uh, Bash, he ends up like, there's this quick cut of suddenly him kind of isolated. And I was like, is this The Walking Dead? Like, he's just inside this hospital and there's no one there. And I was like, is this, is this like a front flash? Is this like a back flash? I don't know what exactly is going on. And it was only kind of like a couple minutes later where suddenly you hear bullets. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. He's, he, like, he's in the army. Oh, so he was in a different hospital. Yeah, for sure. completely different hospital. Yeah. But I didn't know that at the very start, because, again, it was only, like, a 10-second flash, and then they go back to the, like, uh, story of uh, Mr. Bishop, like, kind of falling down. Um, the the other story... Does the guy end up okay? Or is he... Yeah, well, that's the thing with the show, is that, like, I mean, in terms of a finale, I kind of would expect a doctor show to at least have a little bit of sadness in it, but it didn't really. Everything kind of ends up okay. Mr. Bishop is, like, kind of stable, but you're not really 100% sure of his scenario. There's a guy named Finn, um, who is being treated by this other doctor named Dr. Theo, and he has pneumonia that's untreatable, and at that point he's basically going to die. And I'd say the only time that the show actually was able to get somewhat kind of emotional was Finn has this therapeutic dog, and right as he learns that he's about to die, the dog jumps on top of him because the whole family is, like, really... You know, saddened by this, and he's only like twenty years old. What sort of dog? 
Oh, it Golden Retriever. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was, was the best. That was that was uh, a good part. And then Sonia is this other person who kind of lies at the beginning of the episode about taking drugs because she doesn't want to admit she was taking drugs while she had cancer. I are think? these all patients? Yes, these are patients. Sonia is. Okay. And uh, but uh, by the end, she kind of admits to uh, the doctor she has been taking drugs and that um, she will you know, be stopping, and she ends up being stable. The The climax of the episode is when uh, Bash has to remove Sonia's spleen because there's, like, she's bleeding out, and he's only done it once before, um, but he's able to do it, and uh, then he kind of... Why couldn't they bring someone else in to do it if he's no only one, done it once? No one else was available at that point, and, she, and, they only, and they would have had to wait 10 minutes, which they said they didn't have. If this is a finale, it's strange, because this thing, <laughs> this thing ended with... Bash um, calling in, I guess, his sister, who's way younger than him, at the hospital. Because it turns out that the reason he ended up having to go to Toronto was that uh, he wasn't able to save his mom and dad when the Syrian army came in and started shooting up the hospital. Mm -hmm. And he just ended up having to take his sister and they leave. So he kind of tells the sister that, and the sister, like, is like, oh, it's, you know, fine. Like, he, she accepts the apology. And then it ends. His sister's name is Amira, right? Yes, I think so. Okay. Um, and But the show ends with Bash and his sister are about to kind of go home. I think Bash is done with his shift. And I have no idea who shows up at the end, but suddenly this woman turns around, and the sister runs up to the woman and hugs her, and then Bash turns around, sees her, runs up to her and hugs her, and then there's like this big piano music, which was happening throughout the whole episode. And the literally the last line was, I thought you were dead, and then I, I thought there was going to be another scene because you usually don't end up on that, but literally it was, I thought you were dead, and the production logos for the show show up, and it just ends, so it was very strange. Well, I don't know who that person would be. What I can tell you is a little bit about how the cast was picked for this show, because a lot of people like the Hamza Hawk guy, yeah. right? Did you find his character pretty well acted like did he do a good job yeah he was he was fine so it's interesting because the creator of the show um actually knew Hamza Hawk from that previous show that I was talking about the This yeah. Life show he was on there for a um small role where he um played a an immigrant and he had a similar background that the real life uh Hamza Hawk has um he they got along so well that he became like the first person in the creator's mind to, to uh, go for the role. And the creator described him as the kind of guy you tell your secrets to and then realize that you don't know a thing about him, but you told him everything. And I was like, okay, so he sounds like a nice dude. Um, and so I looked up like what his past like IMDb career is like, and I, it was a lot of stuff. But something that really stuck out was he hosted a kid's show called Look Cool. And... That just sounds like, okay, he hosted a kid's show. No. This Look Cool TV show has, like, the craziest skits. It's, uh, it's, this is its slogan. It's, does math seem boring? Having trouble understanding numbers? Look Cool is the kind of, oh, sorry. Look Cool is the answer to the, that unsolvable uh, question. Hansa and his friend Cool Cat bring an element <laughs> of uh, fun to geometry and interactive skits and songs. Um, and so I clicked like the first YouTube video I could see for this thing and right away he's holding like this piece of broccoli up 
with like two googly eyes and doing a voice for the broccoli. And then <laughs> he, he, over the thing, you, you hear him say like, we'll see what happens when fame goes to the head of a broccoli. And a man dressed in a full broccoli outfit walks through a door from the side and starts being like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and if I was a kid, it would just remind me of like a crazy version of like Zoom or something because they have a lot of, but but yeah, it was funny because that guy is now a main lead on yeah, Tampa's most famous show. Yeah, um, and I think we should do that show next. No, no, no. no? It, was, it only ran two seasons, but it looked pretty good. I have a question about the other characters because I just looked up the main cast. Um, was there a Dr. Magalie LeBlanc? Uh, yeah. She was described as a resident with health and personal issues. Did they go into her health and personal issues? Not from what I can remember, no. Okay. Well, the interesting thing about her is she's from a different uh, Dr. TV show um, called Trauma which I believe was French, uh, also in Canada. And she, her IMDb picture, if you go to it, has her face, of course. And then next to it, it usually shows like a trailer to a movie they've been in. Yeah. But the picture next to it is a guy slapping her, but like from the back of her head. So you can only see her hair. <laughs> and it's like, why would you have this as your main photo? It's pretty hilarious. People should look it up. Her name is Laureen Le. Boof, I'm sure she plays a, a, a great job, or does a great job in the show. And they both, Hamza Hawk and Laureen, were both in um, Mother, the movie. Which one? Uh, the one with Jennifer Lawrence. I don't even remember. Oh, they probably had like small parts. Really small parts, yeah. but they were both in it. So it was, right. I wonder if they actually knew each other before this. Then, of course, you had the guy from Spartacus. And then one character was uh, this Dr. June Curtis. Do you know who that would have been? Uh, one of two people, yeah. She, her description was that she's a resident, but the whole basis of her character is that she's trying to hide her relationship with a security guard. Oh, yeah, okay, so <laughs> she's, well, that's a little odd, because in the in this episode, literally within the first five minutes, um, the she kind of walks past the security guard with this other nurse, and then, like, the other nurse says hi, and the security guard doesn't say anything. And then, uh, and then she's like, "What was? What's his problem?" And then June is like, "Oh yeah, I, I ended things." So I guess that that's <laughs> just a storyline that probably got. There's probably this big moment where it was thrown out. The there. only other show that I can think of that has a doctor who is afraid of having a relationship or has a relationship with the security guard is in Scrubs again when there was like uh, a security guard with a hook hand, and apparently, yeah, he was known as like hook hand guy or something, and. I guess he had, like, a romantic life with someone, and they made a joke about his hook hands, because they're hooks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so that that was pretty funny to see that. And then my all-time favorite, when I was looking down the cast, I was only going to do the main characters, but then right at the bottom, at only he was only in six episodes, there's a character named Doctor. <laughs> Just Doctor, D-R, period. No other name. I clicked on it six episodes of being called doctor and this is like not a joking comedy show right yeah no. so they literally just i assume that it's like an on-running joke despite that where they're just like doctor doctor yeah. <laughs> but so did you see him no not <laughs> hey, uh yeah i think he would be my favorite character if i had to guess right now 
Overall, the show has a 7.6 on IMDb. Yeah. With 660-some reviews. So not that many. But. Yeah. Um, oh, people, as I said, on a whole, seem to like it, especially the medical side of things. Um, what did you? What would you rate it? Something similar to that? I mean, yeah, this like isn't really my type of show, but I can see why people would like it. Because I said it's in the same vein as Chicago Fire and all that, so I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10. Did you have a favorite character? Uh, no. I mean, like, yeah, I think you're kind of supposed to like the Bash guy probably the most, if I had to guess, just because he's, you know, nice and stuff, but... Uh, Is he in all the screen time? He's not in every scene, <laughs> but he has the most screen time, yeah. And, like, uh, also there's the Dr. Theo person, so, I mean, like, they're all likable characters, but I didn't have one in particular that I necessarily liked the most. Okay, so you said that there were a few medical emergencies that happened throughout the episode. In the pilot, do you want to know uh, exactly how he became, because when he first came over into to Toronto, he wasn't allowed to uh, study medicine, but apparently the pilot is like a movie, and people really like it. Um, he He's a line cook at the time, and he saves someone who's like uh, also in an emergency, and uh, that's when he's offered the chance to become a resident. And so it reminded me a, um, a little of the like an opposite version of Royal Pains, where the pilot is pretty good, um, but uh, instead of become or losing your job as a doctor, he sort of gained his job as a doctor. Do uh, you mean suits? No, because there was no doctors in suits. Oh, okay. um, and then also the good doctor, I think, also had a pilot where. He saved someone to begin the episode. Yeah, that was the, like, sign thing or something, right? Wasn't that the pilot? Maybe. The, I don't think they did it in-house. In-house, the pilot was, like, a case episode where they don't save anyone until the end. They also solved a couple cases in that one. Mm-hmm. But the character himself is supposed to be sort of like a... Um, he acts before he thinks. He's a rule-breaker. He's uh-huh. not, like super super genius but he's still better than most of the other residents and i think that sort of is why they gave him things like the liver uh, spleen spleen surgery yeah um were were there a lot of other residents or were there a lot of other doctors like i would say there was a good mix of both because like i said there's only three cases but you saw like all their families and stuff like that if i was to say this series got six seasons eventually would that seem Possible. Seems a little high. You seem like like they'd run out of story by then. Probably. I mean, this this did borrow from some t- from some other shows. Like I even wrote the intro is a lot like the house intro. Uh huh. Except it was shot, I think, in not Montreal but Toronto for like the wide scale shots or the setting up shots, and then like for the actual interior was Ontario. Yeah. I may have gotten that reversed, but it's a lot of Canada. You get to see a lot of uh, of nice people. Yeah. <laughs> um, then as far as his family life was concerned you went into his sister showing up but did you see it where he was living or no you literally just saw the sister and him apologize to her and then, then leave that was all you saw of the sister so. was the sister um, was she like a happy type of character I mean yeah she seemed just kind of normal oh, okay so. so she was just a normal kid yeah. that they, they cast on the show do you know where you recognized uh, or you should have recognized uh, the doctor who knew the security guard or whatever? Uh, no, I don't know. She was in an episode of Expanse, but you went over from that. She was also in the Polar movie with um, Mads Mikkelsen. That's who. 
she was the person who gave him the guns when he got hurt. Remember near the oh, ending right, thing, right, like right, she right. stockpiled him. Right. Yeah, I I always confuse polar and arctic considering the fact that they starred the same person and came out in the same year. But yeah, and they sound the same, but they're completely different movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to Mystery Guitar Man uh, for that. Um, as far as the show creator, because he's only created one show before this, or he'd been part of one show before this, I was surprised that he was given the the free free like terrain to just go and make his own thing. So yeah, Final Cut, is that it? Or like he not only well he was writing a lot of the shows. Right. But he wrote the pilot, he was part of the storytelling of the second one and then wrote the ending one. When you say part of the storytelling, the second one did he act or it, like, no, no, no? It was where the per, someone else wrote it and then he wrote the teleplay. Okay. And can you explain what the teleplay is? I because did, yeah. oh, okay, um, and then also I know that one of the directors, I think it was the directors of the last like four episodes, that went onto his Wikipedia and it said that he likes to play bit parts in the things that he does. So I'm curious if he was in like an extra shot or something like that. Or if he just does that for other things. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, isn't, wait, hold on. Isn't the teleplay, like, when you kind of make, like, take a story that's already kind of known, and then you, like, and you're kind of executive producer in that instance? Um, I think it's where you write. Like, you can write a story, but then you, you write the actual, like, dialogue of the script. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like, this is where this shot's happening. Yeah, because I know that for Justified, it was like Elmore Leonard wrote the uh, teleplay for that, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've we've kind of went over the basics of the show. Um, I'll be interested how it comes across in America, now that it's going to be played here, if they'll repeat the same season, or, they because they probably will, right? It's yeah. only gotten 2 million views each episode, so you'd think that they would have a pretty big audience here that they could tap that hasn't seen it. Probably, and if it's on NBC, which it, it hasn't even done Rotten Tomato reviews. Yeah, but if it's on NBC, which is where they run a lot of like medical shows, then I mean, yeah, this could definitely be big, I guess. Yeah, because the pilot they said again, really good, and so if people, if they do enough like <clears throat> promotion for it, and then they kick it off like that. People will probably stick around for a season. Watch this in like three years. It's just going to be canceled. <laughs> yeah, it might not go anywhere. Um, but if there's a time for TV shows to be shopped, to be right now. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's already done. Especially medical. Season. Am I missing something? Is like medical shows well, big? I mean, just because I think a lot of people want to talk about like, you know, the coronavirus and stuff like that. So medical shows, obviously, as of this time this unprecedented time would be big. How cool would it be if they, like, in the show, developed the cure for it, like, at their hospital, with no vaccination, like, research at all? They just, we found the cure! And then they were, they were just like, and the, that's how he becomes a doctor. I've heard that happens in the next season finale. Okay, yeah. Him and his sister, um, save the day. <laughs> and his sister being Ken. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I have to assume it's his wife, right? The one who comes back? That's what I thought, but... It, yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, that, Maybe he has another sister? Mm, I don't know. It, it was just so strange. Old enough to be his mom? No. I, I, well, I don't know. It's either his mom or his wife. But maybe looked, his cousin. Maybe, possibly. Or maybe it could be someone who was in like the first few episodes who like disappeared. Or we don't know who they are at all. 
That's, that's a possibility as well. They are definitely doing a good job keeping us on our toes. I, I can't wait to find out what happens next, but we're going to have to wait a while. So thank you for joining us on today's episode. Um, we'll see you next time. Have a great day.